Welcome to the Unquestioned Podcast with Louis Devare and Willem Hinter. And today we even have a special guest, Rosalinde Meerschout. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. And as well today, it's Louis' birthday. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Happy Thank birthday. you. Uh, how, how old are you today? You old bastard. I can finally drink. I'm 18. No, <laughs> I'm uh, 24. <laughs> and he, uh, so this is actually your special birthday podcast. So uh, definitely it's a good day to bring a guest uh, and explain a little bit. How do you know the guest? And, uh, yeah. Uh, so Rosalinda is uh, my stepsister and she's an entrepreneur as well. Um, tell us more about your uh, business, Rosalinda. It's kind of a pity to talk about me when you are like having a birthday party. Yeah, right but now. you're, you're <laughs> a special guest um, and you're only here once. So uh, what do you do? Why, why, should, why should people uh, follow you? I'm creating... I'm the, like transforming a business into mm-hmm. something really creative that sticks into people their mind. Okay. Just to like keep it short. And what type of business uh, is that? I'm doing marketing, creative marketing, ah. uh, content marketing to be exact. And I create reels, TikToks for social media. I do email marketing and web design, um, but with quality and a focus on content. And TikTok, is that a serious social network that we should uh, take seriously? or? Yes, yes, it is. It's, it's really uh, disruptive at the moment. It's something really new. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's something really to consider as a business if your audience is on, there, on that platform. But if it is, you should be there because it's the Facebook of like 12 years ago. And maybe to precise which kind of audience are currently on TikTok because you have... Of course, the big competitors, Reels uh, and uh, YouTube Shorts, they are trying to as well this short form uh, content. But yeah. why is uh, TikTok now still has, is it still so much organic reach as it has from the beginning, kind of? Or well, obviously, it's like, obviously, like three years ago, it was way bigger, but mm-hmm. it's still possible to like reach a lot of people since mm-hmm. it's still like not the main platform where people are, are like present. But um, to answer on your question that which audience is there, like, mm-hmm. obviously it, there, there is like, the, the stereotype is that there are a lot of children are present on the platform. Yes, uh, 14 year old girls doing a little TikTok dancing. Exactly, that's what the stereotype was in 20, 2019, I think. But mm-hmm. for the moment, a lot of already like millennials are on there, especially like 25 years old, mm-hmm. up to 30 are present on that and that's that's really like a, a market like there is a lot of potential in that market since a lot of people are on there like mm. for hours literally they have, they have money <laughs> as well <laughs> they have money exactly compared to the children but yeah, um also like they're if they are on tiktok they are there for hours mm. like would... they don't stay on tiktok for just two minutes when they start scrolling they are there for like hours i swear it's kind of one so. thing as well that i uh, i can only speak from my own experiences but tiktok has very good default settings like once you go into the app it's like let's say maybe one minute of swiping and immediately gives you really good content that kind of matches exactly. so it takes so much data even from the start that kind of locks you into that platform and yeah. the other platforms like youtube shorts and um the instagram reel is they're trying it but they can't really find it. Uh, yeah. What do you think in the future that these big platforms, the same kind of 
how uh, Instagram uh, took stories from Snapchat, is the same thing gonna happen uh, to TikTok with Reels and maybe YouTube Shorts? It's kind of funny because um, Reels don't really work as good as TikTok does because the platform is just as super saturated compared to TikTok. Um, but for the moment, I think TikTok is not going the way of Instagram at all. I think they are most com like going after YouTube or Google. Mm -hmm. um, just a complete other route. But for the moment, we're good. Like still, you have a lot of reach. You're still able like to get good authentic content that you want to see. Um, just because it's not as saturated as it, as Instagram or Facebook. Or the other know, platforms. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I have one little uh, follow-up question, kind of. Because today, like Louis, you know, ChatGPT and other kind of generative AI that's kind <laughs> of making content for the businesses and, and individuals. Yeah. Um, what is kind of your view on this shift in content creation? Because it's kind of scary because content creation becomes so easy for everyone. Um, which impact does it have on you and on the, on yes. the industry, we think? Um, for the moment, I think copywriters are still are the most like the people who are having the hardest time to compete with AI. But um, I think for the moment, content creators or content market marketeers in general can use like OpenAI or ChatGDP uh, to their advantage and not compete with it. Mm -hmm. I think they just can use it mm -hmm. as a tool, which I use honestly. Mm -hmm. So, um, but. I understand there is some some kind of stick scary part of it. Why do you think? Because maybe Louis. Maybe why you can you can bounce the question back to me. I and don't ask know me. because for me I also create web websites mm -hmm. and for for example if I need some like code I just ask OpenAI gotcha. to give me some code and they just like send it in like two sec seconds so I don't mm -hmm. have to like Google it or. Like, what do you think, uh, Louis? Because you are. Uh, <laughs> A software engineer at Spotify, do you believe as well? Have you been using um, the ChatGPT or maybe the OpenAI JavaScript mm -hmm. um, creator for co writing code yourself? Or So I haven't been using ChatGPT enough, but uh, I can totally see that it can help um, non-technical people or people that were using WordPress before. <laughs> people that would be using WordPress can um, more easily uh, get a snippet of code from ChatGPT. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, like, low code, it's kind of the new low code. It's yeah. actual code, and you don't need a human to, to proofread it. Don't you think it's going to evolve later into some more... Like, it might, things? but you still need to understand the, the program. So, uh, I mean, of course, I'm talking against my book. Um, but I'm sure that, like, big, large projects will yeah. still require humans. But, yeah, if you do something that's easily reproducible uh, like uh, a Inverting landing page a... a landing page I mean yeah. there should only be one landing page that you can customize just like there's one Shopify store template that's enough for most people yeah so uh, it depends on how, how special your service is on how customized it has to be mm -hmm. I believe it as well like currently I'm personally using it as well for like small little snippets of code that I'm saying like, oh, I don't find it on Google because it's going through this Stack Overflow yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> journey or jungle. And then you say, F it, let me just go to ChatGPT and it gives you a nice answer. But then another thing as well, uh, give me an integration um, with Slack, for example, and it gives you 
kind of codes how an integration works, but then you, you copy and paste it, but it doesn't, it doesn't work, work at work, all. Yeah. But you can ask ChatGPT to explain the piece of code to you line by line. So I think it will also accelerate moving non-technical or semi-technical people to more technical. Yeah. Uh, so again, education-wise, it's it's a great tool as well. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It's still, time will tell what kind yeah. of all which kind of sectors ChatGPT yeah. will uh, revolutionize. But what will always be true is if you don't learn, if you don't keep improving your skills, yeah, you're gonna get replaced. That's true. That, that's always that's true. true. That's true. From uh, talking about replacing, so a lot of people know that major tech companies like Google, Amazon, uh, and even Spotify have been uh, doing massive layoffs. So, Louis, uh, do you still have a job or not? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I'm still there. Uh, unfortunately. Shit, my co-founder. This is not yet available. <laughs> uh, but yeah, unfortunately, some of my uh, yeah very talented uh, colleagues have been uh, laid off. So. Uh, and for, yeah, that's never fun to, to, to hear, but uh, yeah, there's been layoffs all across the industry and... Not uh, only that industry, basically everywhere. Yeah, uh, so more than just the tech industry, yeah. uh, the only major tech company that hasn't let people go is Apple because they weren't hiring as aggressively, so... And do you think it's because they weren't hiring as aggressively in this uh, bull market that right. they won't have to... Maybe you should explain like where, when they were hiring. Yes. So when people see the headline, Meta is uh, letting 10 people, 10% of their staff go. Google is letting 12% of engineers go. That doesn't tell the whole story because actually Facebook is back to 2021 levels of employees. And even at Spotify, for 2022, we still have a net, gro net growth, even though we've let 6% of employees go. <laughs> so it's just everybody has been overspending, over-hiring. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, Apple is literally the only exception. Google, Facebook, Amazon, all they all have a 50% increase in their already huge uh, army of, um, of personnel. So... And have you felt a uh, kind of impact on this, like massive layoff a little bit, like a uh, recession that is going on uh, in your own uh, business? Because marketing is often something that yeah. gets Yeah, so dropped. basically the first thing that gets dropped in a recession is marketing. They cut budget and it's the first industry who feels it is marketing. But also like in other industries, so most of the time I'm working with fashion, a lot of um, big brands like Louis Vuitton, um, H&M mm -hmm. Group, uh, Inditex from Zara and stuff, they are also laying off a lot of people, closing stores, focusing on flagship stores. So flag flagship stores are the biggest stores in a city. Like mm -hmm. Oxford uh, Street, Oxford yeah, Circus exactly, and like the, the major... Exactly, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like the, the store in Antwerp here in Belgium or the store in Oxford Street, for example. It's really to show how the brand is and what they represent. Exactly, uh, the, mo the biggest budget, the most items, um, like basically all the items are there. Mm -hmm. And then the other small stores are closing because just of the recession. And mm -hmm. it's insane. Also, like my business, like this summer, I feel like the first time, that was the first time that I felt the recession that was really serious. Um, was the moment that I felt like businesses were like doubting should I invest in marketing this time for the coming three months mm. 
Um, it's kind of the last time that this happened was in 2008 with the financial crisis that was yeah. created by the housing bubble in America and kind of mm-hmm. uh, took over the whole world. And we were still young, I think, so we didn't really feel it. We were just uh, yeah, we're going just, to school, la la la. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? We saw like on the newspapers that people were not filling their like their uh, I don't know how to call them the things the that you or yeah the, the cars. Were uh, laid off or, or that they were for like moved, getting they went to the magazine like the, ah, the, they the shop the and they, yeah ah, exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. they oh, their wow. shopping cart fully Groceries. that was like the first time that I was confronted with crisis for the first time when mm-hmm. I was a kid yeah and now um, it's kind of like the first time that we really feel it while we're uh, yeah, in the in the world exactly especially during summer I was so scared that I wasn't be going to be able to pay my taxes and to be able to like pay my rent at the end of, um, end of the month because still like I felt so much insecurity yeah. around me like no new leads coming in and my recurring clients were like doubting if they still had to pay like or still wanted to invest in the same services they are used to which compared to now I feel like it's already a little bit better but still like a lot of people are on guard. guard mm-hmm. It's about to get worse. Uh, the market yeah. has uh, like calculated in that something is about like is coming this year. Uh, yeah. Uncertainty is at an all-time high. So well, it's maybe uh, weird to say, but it was had to happen eventually. I thought it was gonna be once everyone was going to lockdown, and then all of businesses would suddenly. Uh, the business that were already having troubles with financial wise, they would yeah. immediately um, being uh, foreclosure. But then, as well, the government, the <laughs> the, the big uh, man came in and said like, "Oh, here's a free pass. Here's a yeah, free pass." Yeah, exactly. And then it just they gave it like all those businesses two years. For and now, free, and now they are, it's getting backfired. Correct. Um, but I wanted to ask you one more thing actually, because isn't that as well an opportunity now? Because there's kind of a recession and people are dropping their marketing budget, that means actually the ads and other kind of um, content that's being posted by companies is in lower supply, so you have more organic reach. Yeah. Um, is that kind of true? And what is your opinion about it? How should fashion brands or other companies uh, use this type of recession time to still get their brands? Uh, yeah. There? I can kind of understand that it's super scary to invest in marketing at this point. Like, not like the consumers are not buying us as usual. But that's just a moment to just invest in marketing because that's just the main reason that sells your product gen- in in general. And as you said, like, compare like competitors are not putting in the budget for marketing ads or um, putting in like organic re or contents into the world. So there is more space for us to create content and to push it out but still i would say um it's still gonna be hard mm-hmm. obviously like platforms are saturated as fuck so mm-hmm. can i say a word <laughs> yeah the, the, the prices are not lowering are you seeing any uh decrease in the the, the spend like how much you have to spend to, to reach a certain amount of to reach audience. A certain audience on social media not really okay not really mm-hmm. um i do see like a lot of people are still like putting in ads mm-hmm. because a lot of people are getting i'd say a lot of people are less able to or not willing to outsource their um, services they try to learn it themselves and they put the ads on their self 
you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what I see this, this time, but still I see like ad budget stays kind of the same, um, especially on Instagram and Facebook. It's getting kind of quite expensive to, mm -hmm. to advertise. And now make the case for your company. Why shouldn't I, as a small business owner, do that myself? And why um, can I use your services at the, the social agency? Just to leave like leave it leave the service for professionals let's say like for me i'm like a big supporter for just out uh, like outsourcing my stuff exactly uh, and, yeah exactly so you can focus on what you do best and um i think that's how you optimize a business and grow eventually so cool. well we're very much fans of outsourcing whatever doesn't yeah. make you special so of course that's great well, one more last question I had about uh, predictions towards the future. We talked about uh, ChatGPT, we talked about um, TikTok and so on. What do you think, once the market gets uh, back to normal, will be really kind of a trend forward? Or that you're now already seeing that's something new in the, in the marketing uh, world? For me, I still believe TikTok is going to be a big thing in the world. Like, uh, we're still at the beginning of, of TikTok in general. And... A lot of brands, especially brands, I feel like people are getting used to TikTok, but brands are still not hopping on TikTok, which is insane. Because even though your your ideal client is still not on TikTok, in 10 years they will be. Mm -hmm. And if you're big now, you're you're the first, like you're the you're you won the like you you are winning in 10 years because you already have the platform there. Mm. So and are you afraid that? Uh it's gonna get banned because that was one of our predictions <laughs> yes exactly i remember like in 2020 i guess that was gonna get yeah, banned yeah but it's very much on the agenda in the, in the u.s at least so are you afraid of that black swan event that is no. just not available because it's already not available in certain schools it's banned on certain uh, school wi-fi networks in the u.s no i don't think so okay because it, it still generates a lot of well, business. we will hold you to that for the next episode it's, and we'll it see. It generates uh, still yeah. a lot of business in the yeah. US as so, well. So, perfect. you think TikTok is here to stay? Uh, we'll exactly. see about that in a few years. And, uh, I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. That's great. And we to finalize the, the episode, do you maybe have uh, one awkward little memory about Louis, about our little yeah. birthday boy uh, <laughs> when he was younger? Uh, uh, or maybe uh, you don't want to disclose it on the podcast? No, I actually don't have any. He's always been a little angel, Louis. <laughs> I do have about my little stepbrother who is sitting next to us. Uh, or behind the camera. <laughs> 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 the camera. That's maybe right, a... I don't have any about Louis, I think. Not maybe you can help me, you guys. <laughs> that one time we, we scared him in the house. Oh, yes, I remember. It felt very, like, related to him. Yeah, we kind of used to, like, scare everyone in the house. And, that, and like we, we did it once with Louis and he was like shouting. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you mother, how dare you? I honestly don't even remember where that was, like which house. It's, it's still trauma, is it? It's, uh, yeah, you I, erase I, it from your I, memory. I compartmentalized compartmentalize it. You already say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to see if there was still uh, some iPhone footage of that. But uh, yeah. first of all, thank you to come up on our, uh, on our podcast. Thank Hopefully you, you enjoyed it. And maybe you can uh, come back in the future and yeah. uh, see I your predictions. Thank you very much, Rosalinda from the Social Agency.
Thank you, guys. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, that was episode nine. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Please give us a thumbs up and uh, hopefully you liked it. And I'll see you on the next episode of the Unquestioned Podcast. Bye-bye. <laughs>